0141-951-1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard on a huge night of European football. Rangers are underway in Dortmund looking to cause an upset against the Bundesliga Giants. It's the Europa Conference League and Bodo Glimt at home for Celtic later. And Mark McGee is the new Dundee manager as he replaces James McPake. I'm Gordon Duncan. Joining me tonight you've got Gordon DL and Mark Wilson. Yeah, two huge games tonight and we're underway in Germany and I think Rangers have started pretty well for the opening 19 minutes so far and then over to Celtic Park later on we love these Thursday nights where we can watch the game and get reaction right away and then the build up to the big one and domestically what a difference a week mates it was just on Saturday we were chatting about Stephen Glass and we were chatting about Dundee and James McPake two of them now out of job and a couple of new managers on the horizon yeah I'm looking at this game uh, 19 minutes in Mark you're right I thought Rangers start to go the blocks very well indeed should have really scored with Barisic but then after that, gave up a real good chance. Uh, Dorman should have put the ball in the back of the net. Free header from six yard from the centre back. He should have done better. But I think Rangers fans, uh, Rangers players and the manager will take a lot of confidence from the first 19, 20 minutes. Okay, 01419511025. That is the number you need to get in touch. We're getting used to these Thursday nights by now, albeit we've had a couple of months off. Here's the way it works, Rangers fans. If you're shouting at the TV, why not shout at us instead? And then when half time rolls around, it will be the perfect chance for you to get your calls in. Celtic fans, more of a traditional build-up for you. Are you going to the game tonight? It would be nice to hear from you on your way. Get that build-up, get that sense of how confident or otherwise you're feeling, get a flavour of who you would like to see play uh, and who would be left out for you this evening. So pick up the phone, no matter what is on your mind, 01419511025. And of course, we do have a new managerial appointment as well. So we'll look at Mark McGee's Introduction to life as Dundee manager later on as well. But in the meantime, Rangers fans, let's hear from you as the game goes on. And Celtic fans, pick up that phone. Are you heading along tonight? Would be nice to hear from you if so. And what are you thinking? Are you confident? Can you go far in the Conference League? Who would you like to see play? All the usual questions. Join us on the phone right now. In Dortmund, Mark Wilson, 21 minutes gone. So pretty much... At the halfway point of the first half and Giovanni van Bronckhorst will be happy with what he's seen so far. Yeah, I think he will. I think Rangers started it pretty confidently. I, I was saying to Daz when we were watching it there that I was surprised at how much of the ball Dortmund are allowing Rangers to have. Uh, you know, not really pressing them high up the pitch and allowing them to, to string a few passes together. Got to say though, Rangers have made good use of that and they probably should have taken the lead. Borna Barisic probably the last player Rangers fans would like to see in that position kind of you know stumbled hesitated a bit took a touch too many and in fact the goalkeeper made a decent save uh, so Giovanni Van Bronckers overall will look, look at this opening 20 odd minutes and think we've done well we've played our way into the game we've been confident in possession we've created a chance yes Daz is right Dortmund did have a chance as well but that's an incredibly difficult place to go against a very good side and they're doing not too badly up until now. I think yeah, Gordon. Yeah, I'm yeah, the... sorry, Gordon. I, I was just watching a bit of the action there. I thought the Rangers will start the game brilliantly. I know what Mark's saying about the ball. Probably the last player you wanted was Barisic. Now, 
I think a confident Barisic puts that ball in the back of the net. Rangers have just got to be careful. They've done so, so well. They look comfortable. They look confident. They've given up a chance at a set play. That's a worry. Set plays are massive in the modern day game. And to be fair, they should have been punished. But they've got away with one. But so far, I think Van Bronckhorst will be delighted. But they've just got to keep concentrating. Because you know this team have got quality. Yeah, Mark Wilson, a very good chance for Rangers and an absolute sitter for Borussia Dortmund, you have to say. I think it was six yards out at the most and a free header all the time in the world. Uh, and he just got it all wrong. It seemed to be Conor Goldson that he ran off, mm. am I right? Conor Goldson had some sort of complaint. I'm not sure whether that was with the referee or with his teammates. But either way, so much space uh, on that occasion. And uh, perhaps fortunate Rangers got away with that one. Yeah, and I think that's been a problem for Rangers this season. I think when you look at the season overall, last season they were so tight defensively, even in open play and at set pieces. But this season, they seem to be a, a wee bit vulnerable at set pieces. And tonight was exactly the same. And when you go away to these huge clubs on European nights, a set piece is the last thing you want to concede. You know, because for all the hard work you do in the training ground, you think a set piece is probably your simplest thing to defend. They got it wrong that time, but they got away with it, and that's an important thing. So they're they're still hanging in there now. Dortmund growing into the game, you can just see them getting a wee bit more confident, getting a wee bit, uh, you know, more territorial advantage, and uh, it's going to be a hard my, night. My big worry, Mark, is I'm looking down Tavernier side, and the way Rangers have set up, Arfield's playing out in the right hand side. Arfield's a forward-thinking player. Mm-hmm. And Tavernier sometimes getting caught a little bit, maybe 2v1. They're starting to, you know, expose that down that side. Rangers have just got to be careful. Another set play coming up, got to defend it. Come on then, Rangers fans. What are you making of it so far? Watch it with us. Don't shout at the TV, shout at us. That's the rule on a Thursday night. 01419511025. Let's hear you right now. And Celtic fans, what are you expecting at Celtic Park tonight? Are you heading along to the game? Why not pick up the phone on your journey? Tell us how confident or otherwise you are. Who do you want to see play? All the usual questions ahead of a big game. Let's do it on the phones. 01419511025. And Celtic fans, just to put you in the mood, let's go to Celtic Park and get a brief introduction to what's happening there with Gabriel. Super Scoreboard European Football Updates with Moyer and Sweeney Litigation, a multi-award winning law firm with a name you can trust. Yes, Gordon, Thursday nights are back here in Glasgow. I can't wait for this one. It's set to be an electric atmosphere here in the East End. Celtic absolutely flying at the moment. They've won nine games in a row. They're unbeaten in 17 matches, certainly playing their best stuff under Ange Postacoglu. Incidentally, the last game they did lose was in Europe, a 3-2 defeat to Leverkusen back in November. The team has developed so much since then. There was heavy rotation at the weekend in the 4-0 victory over Wraith Rovers. We're expecting as many as eight changes to the lineup when it gets released in the next half an hour or so. The two positions to look out for uh, are in centre midfield and up front. Uh, will Postacoglu go for Tom Rogic or Matt O'Reilly as one of the midfielders? And up front, who will get the nod? Will it be Dyson Maida or Georgius Jakumakis? Uh, Josip Juranovic also set to return after recovering from an illness. He'll play at right back, surely. And yes, as I said, the atmosphere is going to be a sellout here. Really looking forward to it. The visitors in the Conference League are bottle glint. The Norwegian champions. 
Now, they are back-to-back -back title winners, the first ever titles they've won in their 104-year history. However, they've not played a game since the 12th of December due to the way that the Norwegian uh, league is structured. They have been training in Spain for three weeks. They've played three friendlies, but Ange Postacoglu will not be underestimating the Norwegian opposition. As I said, really looking forward to this one, and kickoff is just under two hours away. Right, come on then, Celtic fans. There's two questions to get you up and running. Quite simply, Maeda or Jakimakis and O'Reilly or Rogic. Pick your team. Are those the only two main issues? If you've found any others, then feel free uh, to share them. But just to get us up and running, Maeda or Jakimakis up front, O'Reilly or Rogic in midfield. Pick up that phone right now, Celtic fans, and let us know. 01419511025. Chance for Borussia Dortmund. They flash it across the six-yard line, Gordon Diel, and it goes a begging, luckily uh, for Rangers. Yeah, I thought that was going to end up in the back of net, Gordon. Once again, the Dortmund play this ball down that side of Tavernier. Tavernier's caught. It's great play with Dortmund. It's flashed across there. There are two of them standing, begging for the ball to get in the back of net. Once again, Rangers got away with it. They've got to if be. If only they had a deal. And yeah. Oh, would, oh and that's exactly what I'd be standing. But I'm a bit <laughs> concerned about this right hand side. I'm not picking in Tavernier. I think he needs a bit of support. They've played Arfield out there. Arfield's the one that likes to get forward, make those runs into the box. He doesn't really like doing the, the dirty bit, going back the way and, and tracking back. But. I think Dormand have looked at this and started, you know, putting the ball down the left-hand side and causing Rangers a little bit of problems. They just need to settle down because they're 27, 20 minutes, 8 minutes on the clock. They're still nil-nil. You'll be happy with that? Yeah, Mark, this could be my problem, my personal expectations. I, with all the build-up and all the focus on how good an attacking force Borussia Dortmund are, I just maybe expected a little bit more in the yeah. opening 28 minutes. Is that fair? Yeah, I think that's fair. I, I think um, I don't think they've actually committed bodies forward as much as I'd expect. We're just watching them press now, but mm. for the opening 20 minutes, they didn't go near Rangers' back line. They didn't really commit to overlapping like we've just seen how they created the chance here. So maybe they're, they're just slow starters, but um, there's no doubt about it. Roy should have put the ball in the back of the net there. I think the the striker actually gets in his way and puts him off. So it's another let off for Rangers. Giovanni Van Bronckhurst, have you, have you offered him 0-0 at this stage in the game, 28 minutes in? I'm sure he would have taken it before the game. Right, come on. What do you make of it so far? 0-1-4-1-9-5-1-1-0-2-5. Willie is a Rangers fan. First up, half an hour gone, Willie. Goalless, are you happy enough so far? So far, so far. I'm just a bit pushing this clock on us. It's gone off for slower, I think. Already? <laughs> I, thought was, I thought that was time up. <laughs> oh, listen, it's going to need to speed up a bit, I think that's for sure. Still got quite a while to go. Uh, in this one, Borna Barisic, great chance early on, though, Willie, didn't he? I did, I. I still got half a chance, I. Maybe, maybe it was a striker, it might have been better. So, but take what you get. But take what you get. Yeah, I mean, Gordon, someone said earlier about he took an extra touch. It, it felt like he took an extra five touches he probably didn't That that's just the way it seemed to just go in slow motion open up and you're thinking hit it ok hit it now hit it now hit it now and it never quite came until it was it was too late for he, he just looked at a player that's not full of confidence just now Gordon obviously he had that terrible time against Celtic he went out of the team and then through injury he's back in I think that if that's someone that's a confident player, he could even let that go on his right-hand side and he's got a better angle to put it by the goalkeeper. It's a fantastic opportunity. You were saying there about Dortmund, you'd expect a little bit more. I think everybody would, but you've still got to remember, 
If I was a Dortmund manager, I'd be disappointed I've not scored two goals. I think they've, they've passed up two easy, easy chances. Yeah, Mark Wilson, you'll be sticking up for fullbacks everywhere. I don't know when you when you get into that <laughs> area of the pitch that, that Borna Barisic uh, got into. He's not a prolific goal scorer as such. And as Gordon says, is recent confidence a factor? Maybe I think so. Well, uh, hit it into right. the ground. Hit <laughs> it into the ground. Get, 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 <laughs> I, I, I'm not joking. When us fullbacks get up to that area of the park, the heart starts beating a wee bit quicker. You start getting a wee bit of brain fog. You, what do I do here? Do I shoot? Do I, I pull it back? Like it looked like Barisic was caught in a couple of mines. I wondered if he could actually pull that back to Morelos, who was in a, a decent position as well. But yes, Barisic must be suffering from. A bit of alone confidence Falling at the team after that game Certainly tells its own stories But I think he's actually He's started this game well mm. he's, He had a chance He missed it I'm pretty sure if he'd played 100 games before that Top his game He might have missed it as well So I think he's doing not too bad here But it was a golden a, opportunity early on He's a confident player Mark Because I remember Early on in his Rangers career He was having a bad bad time And he steps up and scores a great free kick against St Mirren yep. And all of a sudden he takes off from there That tonight could have been a big big goal for him yeah, certainly the one big chance that Rangers have had Dortmund have had a couple since then Jory Bo felt he should have had a free kick on the edge of the box there, Mark Did he it's have got, a case? It's got to be a free kick, surely It's got to be I mean, the Dortmund defender's arms around him A Rebo spins him from that throw-in Looks like he's advancing into the box And it just looked like he was tugged down from the way So I think he's got an argument there Willie, the opening half run about 32 minutes Has this changed your confidence on on Rangers maybe getting something Lots of Rangers fans before the game Seem to be Fearing the worst a bit Or saying you know You would take a, a narrow defeat But having seen this game Pan out for half an hour Do you fancy maybe getting something? Ah well ah, Maybe so Maybe so I'm home so <laughs> It's rather be pointless A wee bit of tongue in cheek Me being a Rangers supporter I'm saying if Celtic lose this European tie they're in Does that put them in The Eurovision Strong Contest Keeping Europe Oh dear, the jokes are absolutely flying already, <laughs> well, Mark Wilson. Well, that's a Mark Wilson one. Come on, give that up, please. <laughs> Wilson's laughing. At I, I thought that was all right. Oh, oh catch yourself, on, Mark. Yeah, Mark, he's been practicing all <laughs> afternoon, <laughs> and he delivered it well. I enjoyed it, Willie. I was waiting he for actually him to did. sing a song. He actually did deliver it not bad I'm, just, yeah, I'm, I'm frantically trying to think of a Eurovision pun uh, But you two, it's a bit more of your, your generation the, the peak Eurovision years for me So I'll, I'll leave that to you Thank you Willie, enjoy it <laughs> Enjoy the rest of the game Borussia Dortmund are in here Tight angle oh, It's half cleared oh, off the line by Borna Barisic How well, uh, Royce does incredibly well He gets to the byline What a back heel it is But uh, I don't know. Is it Barisic on the line who kind of? Yeah, yeah. I thought he panicked a bit, but he's he gets. Do you know what he does? Great. He gets behind McGregor, but that right foot he just puts it out. He gets away with it. But initial defending, he reads the danger mark because you see him going behind McGregor to cover him, and I thought that was key there. But Rangers just need to be careful. Keep their cell in the game because Gordon was saying there. You know the confidence. Would you fancy him? I'll look at Rangers tonight And if they keep going the way they're going I fancy them maybe to get a goal Okay thanks again to Willie It's 01419511025 Celtic fans A great time for you to get involved Because we're about to hear From Ange Postacoglu And with no disrespect to him I'd rather hear from you Who do you want to see play tonight? There's your two main questions so far Is it Maeda or Giacomakis? Who leads the line in your opinion? And would you go Rogic or O'Reilly in midfield? I'm sure there are other issues But most of it tends to 
to sort of pick itself. But what about those two? Pick up the phone right now and let us know. 01419511025. And before we do any of that, let me speak to you a bit more about this. Clyde One Super Scoreboard Golden Goals. Right, don't forget, we've got that huge cash prize to give away to one of you at the end of the season. And had Borna Barisic found the back of the net with that chance earlier on, the cash pot would be on the up. But as it stands, we're still sitting at 11,750. So every single time Rangers or Celtic score between now and the end of the season, any competition, that cash pot is going to rise. We add at least £250 for every goal Celtic or Rangers score, uh, and one person wins the lot tax-free. So to be in with a chance of winning, text GOAL to 61025. That's G-O-A-L to 61025. It is £2 to text, plus your standard message rate over 18s only. And the full terms and online entry are at Clyde1.com. Lines close at 6pm on Saturday, the 21st of May, which is Scottish Cup final day. So if you fancy a bit of that, text GOAL to 61025 right now and see how that was pretty simple that was me just reading off a bit of paper giving you all the the terms and conditions go on to TikTok or Instagram Facebook, Twitter and find the video of Gordon DL trying to do that trying to read that competition out with Mark Wilson putting him off in his ear it is every bit as ridiculous uh, as you would imagine so anyway pick up the phone right now Celtic fans we'll hear from Ange Postacoglu and you after these you are the voice of Scottish football. Call 0141-951-1025. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Rangers lead in Dortmund. It's Borussia Dortmund nil. Rangers two, in fact, as Alfredo Morelos taps home. What an end to the first half for Giovanni Van Bronckhorst's side. During the break, there was a VAR check. Rangers got a penalty, a stone waller for a handball. James Tavernier converted... And as if that wasn't enough, with 40 minutes on the clock, Alfredo Morelos taps home on the goal line to make it Borussia Dortmund nil, Rangers 2, Mark Wilson. Well, quite an incredible five minutes we've just had there, just as we went into the break. Zagaru handballs it. I don't think there's any complaint from anyone. The VAR decision, correct in the end. Tavernier tucks it away. And then Rangers didn't just rest in that goal. They actually built. They could have actually scored another right away. They get a corner from it. Well worked. Tavernier into the front post a rebel flicked round the corner at the back post and exactly where you want your striker to be to tap it in what an incredible result this is or scoreline should I say getting into the half time break can, I can only apologise to everyone listening I said that Rangers may score tonight not two I thought they'd have scored one but Morelis will never get another an easier goal in his career than that one great header from a rebel but Stonewall penalty kick gives, gives Rangers all the confidence in the world what a start to a match that is If they can get in at 2-0 Settle themselves down They've just got to be careful Because they know the home side's got to come at them um, We heard the other night there from report uh, Derek Ray was, Gordon, sorry Saying about uh, Dortmund getting caught in the counter-attack This will suit Rangers right down to a tee Incredible 01419511025 Rangers fans What do you make of that? That is quite the end to this first half Pick up the phone uh, We are building up to kick off at Celtic Park as well Still a bit of time to go So let's bring in Paul Who is a Celtic fan on the line from Livingston How's it going Paul? Yeah good How are you guys doing? Not bad Not bad at all Paul Are you looking forward to it tonight? We were just discussing the Maybe potential team lineups and all the rest of it. Who who leads the line for Celtic in your mind tonight? Um, I think it has to be Jack Amakis. I think on 
recent performances, he's led the line well. He's been a bit unlucky with keepers pulling off great saves with him, whereas you have Maeda, on the other hand, getting the luckiest goals that you could possibly see. But I think in the games that we've played really well recently, Giacomacchus has, has been the focal point in that. He occupies the two centre-halves really well, a bit like Morelos for Rangers. Um, and I think his style suits European games as well. He, he buys fouls high up the park and stuff as well. So for me, I would I would go with Yakimakis tonight. What do you think, Mark Wilson? Um, well, it's a good headache for Ange Postecoglou to have, considering what he had before Christmas. Um, yep. Listen, I get Paul's point. Yakimakis, I think he's done pretty well. I think he's grown into that role um, for Celtic over time. He's had plenty of chances and he, you could say, yeah, he's been unfortunate. I think Ange Postacoglu might go for Maeda tonight just for pace reasons. Just to stretch the game, to keep the tempo high, to keep that high press on. And Maeda, when he's come in, again, I agree with Paul, some of Maeda's goals look tad fortunate at times, but um, I wouldn't be disappointed when him. Put it that way, so but I think it might be Maeda. No, I think no, I've just said I think it might be right. Okay, well, not Maeda. You, I'm not saying Postacoglu. I'm saying you. What would you play? I think it might be. Who would I play? Yeah. I would play Maeda tonight. Yeah, I disagree. Um, <laughs> I would play Jack and Marcus. I think he's a natural centre forward. Maeda, I think, has got great potential coming off the flank and with his pace. But for an out and out. Centre forward between the two Back to goal type player I know what Mark's saying about stretching the game I think this guy works his socks off I really do um, He can get a goal now he's, he's grown in confidence So for me personally I would go with Jack Marcus tonight Yeah, going to be an interesting one I think looking at the, the, the They're obviously the, the two options There's no doubt about that, Paul There was this assumption that it Would be leaning towards Maeda He was supposed to be a Ange Postacoglu type of signing well he is you know he's, he's clearly been handpicked so much so Ange Postacoglu said he wanted him in the summer and and had to wait to January do you still feel like we're yet to see the, the best of him? Um, no I think we see strengths is, is high pressing stuff which I think Ange might go for but I think again looking at recent performances probably our best performance out the box was Rangers and I think Yakimakis set that tempo from the front so Although the strength of Maeda would be that high press and getting in behind, I think I think Yakimakis has again done it brilliant. I think with with um, Bodo Glint coming here probably gonna try and attack. I think occupying the two centre halves is, is massive, which I think Yakimakis is slightly better at. So yeah. Any other any other sort of debating points for you with regards to the team we spoke about Rogic or O'Reilly. Uh, is that one that you feel particularly strongly about or are they both as good as each other at the moment? Yeah, no, I, I don't have... Um, I don't think I'd go one way or the other happy with either of the selections. I'm up front, but I think um, I've been a massive Rogic fan for years. I think, again, with Bodo Gunt probably going to attack, I think that's when Rogic sort of comes into, comes into his own. He seems to find that space on, on the counter-attack and it opens up a bit more for him. But again, I think... Uh, we're going for a bit more of sort of work rate and protection, if you like, then then O'Reilly's a, a good shout as well. So happy either way, but I would probably go Rogic, um, especially at home. Yeah, I mean, Mark Wilson, that one certainly is a nice problem to mm-hmm. have. Do either of them have the edge? Um, yeah, again, a good headache to have. Uh, Rogic, O'Reilly, two of them very similar. I think Ange Postecoglou would go for Rogic, and I would tend to agree with that. I think O'Reilly's been... 
Fantastic since he's came to the club But for me Rogic on this occasion Okay, 01419511025. Thank you to Paul in Livingston. We're going to have to leave it there, Paul, because the halftime whistle has gone in Dortmund. And what a first 45 minutes it's been. Let's get the eyewitness report from Andrew McLean. Super Scoreboard European Football Updates with Moyer and Sweeney Litigation, a multi award winning law firm with a name you can trust. Borussia Dortmund nil, Rangers 2 the halftime score here at the Signal Iduna Park and a scoreline Rangers fans could have only been dreaming of before this match. They started off well too, 10 minutes in, Brian Kent sliding the ball into the box for Borna Barisic. He was at a tight angle, probably should have done better. He got a shot away but Gregor Kobel turned it behind for a corner. Five minutes later, Dortmund really should have taken the lead themselves. Dan Axel Zagadou left completely free in the box from a corner. He got his header all wrong, though, and it was an easy catch for Alan McGregor. The Hose had another dangerous opening not long after. Jude Bellingham cutting the ball across the edge of the six-yard box. No Dortmund players could get the final touch to turn it goalwards. Another chance for them after that as well. They got in behind the Rangers defence. Marco Royce with a back heel into the middle of the box. Rangers managed to scramble it clear after a couple of attempts. Rangers managed to keep the ball out their own net and then hit Dortmund for two before the break. The first, a moment of madness from Dan Axel Zagadou. A clear handball in his own box. Penalty was given. James Tavernier stepped up and confidently dispatched to send the Rangers fans wild here. And a few minutes later, they doubled their lead. Joe Arribo flicking a corner on at the front post. And there was Alfredo Morelos to tap home for 2-0. An incredible first half for Giovanni Van Bronckhorst men here in Germany. The home side booed off at the break. The halftime score at the signal at Iduna Park. Borussia Dortmund, eh, Borussia Dortmund 0, Rangers 2. Right, come on then, Rangers fans, be honest, who had 2-0 to Rangers at half-time? Not many of you, I can't imagine, pick up the phone and let us know. Maybe you've gone to stick the kettle on, maybe you've gone for something stronger, but whatever you're doing, why not pick up the phone during half-time and let us know what you made of that first 45 minutes. Briefly from you both, because we'll look at it in more detail, I'm sure, Mark and Gordon... That's an incredible half-time scoreline. Yeah, I think everyone concerned with Rangers will be over the moon with that, Gord. No no one's seen that coming. I did say earlier when I was watching the game, I just had a feeling if they could be <laughs> He's very... taking credit. I'm taking You're credit. taking credit for Rangers scoring twice. A very, very tight at the back. I didn't say twice. I thought that Rangers would get a goal. Uh, but to get to is icing in the cake. Now, the next, when they come out to start the second half... The first 15 minutes is vital. They've got to make sure they're nice and solid at the back. Yep, it's a brilliant performance so far from Rangers. Straight through it off, looked confident on the ball. I think Dortmund gave them too much time, stood off them too much. And Rangers showed that they're good side when they get afforded that time and scored goals at a great time. So all going well so far, but a big 45 minutes coming up. Right, we're going to speak to Stephen, who's a Rangers fan. Rangers fans, get your halftime thoughts in. We better quickly, this is the madness of these Thursday nights. Let's go to Celtic Park quickly because the caller Paul wanted Jackie to start. Mark thought Maeda. Gordon Diel went for Jackie And Gabriel has the answer. Yes, it is Days and Maeda that start ahead of Georges Jakumakis. Uh, several changes from Ange Postacoglu's team uh, from the weekend. That 4-0 win over Wraith Rovers. I'll give you the 11 that will face Bodo Glimt in the Europa Conference League at 8 o'clock. It's Joe Hart in goal as ever. Josip Juranovic returns at right back after recovering from an illness. Cameron Carter-Vickers, the ever-present, is a centre-half partnered by Carl Stahlfeld. Greg Taylor returns at left back. Captain Callum Rigo will be playing at the base midfield, whilst Matt O'Reilly and 
Tom Rogic start in midfield. It's Lille Abada on one side, Jota on the other wing, and Dyson Maida, as I said, leading the line. There are 12 substitutes on the bench. It's Bain, Oluwaimi, Julian, Scales, Beaton, Giacomakis, McCarthy, Hatate, Forrest, Ralston, Welsh and Karamoko. I'll bring you the Borough Glimp team news when it comes. Celtic fans, what do you make of that team? Get your calls in right now. Let's speak to Stephen, who's a Rangers fan in Knightswood. Stephen, do not come on here and pretend you saw this coming. No, not at all. I thought uh, Borussia Dortmund should have been 1-0 up with that header. And obviously we got away with that one. But before that, Barisic should have passed the ball to Barrios and we should have been 3-0 up. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Everyone's allowed to uh... <laughs> Everyone's allowed to get carried away um, Don't really know how to top that <laughs> oh, you can't top that End the show just Anyway <laughs> Anyway <laughs> Mark Wilson Oh, don't come oh, at me. Oh, that, that was, yeah. <laughs> yeah, listen, I agree with Stephen. I think Scott Lai does just put me off here. I think there was an opportunity for Barisic to pass the ball to Morelos. I did, I did uh, mention that, but when he's in the box at that angle, full backs suddenly get blinkered and uh, get a wee bit excited. But look, Dortmund should have scored. <laughs> Dortmund should have scored There's no doubt about it But Rangers You know Defended well when they needed it Rode their luck And took their opportunities When they got them So fair play to them Are you okay Gordon it's a remarkable Gordon it's a remarkable First half scoreline All yeah. credit to Rangers It's been Like I said Joking at the start No one saw this coming Everyone was at best Asking can Rangers Stay in it Can they make a tie of it Can you give yourself Something to take back To Ibrox Not only are they leading They lead by two goals To nil Yeah yeah And I'll be disappointed If that's not the case They've got to go back To Ibrox Where I lead now Gordon if they can defend Stephen summed it up there um, With his remarks um, I think that Van Bronckhorst You've got to ride your luck When you get away from home Especially against a team Like Dortmund And they did They, they, they should have lost it From the set play Maybe lost another one from a great ball in from the left-hand side. But they've been very active. They've been on the front foot. They've been good. They just need to make sure they're solid at the back. And they're coming away from Germany tonight with a result. There's no point in that. And I would love Stephen to come back on <laughs> I mean, Mark, we're just seeing reruns of the, the highlights from that first half. James Tavernier, he's had a lot of penalty practice as Twitter will be sure to let you know uh, he has missed a couple in his Rangers career but no mistake made there at all well the the interesting thing was we were chatting when the mics were down just where he was going to put it I thought he would have reversed it Daz actually guessed right uh, mm -hmm. we've seen him going down the middle the Dortmund goalkeeper has obviously done his homework you very rarely see James Tavernier putting it to that side but struck it with confidence and uh and Rangers were, were delighted to be one up But what what was really interesting Since they scored the goal They didn't sit back and defend their own box They actually went up the pitch And, and they possibly could have got something Just before they got the second as well So it shows you that Rangers have had a look at this Dortmund side In the first 45 and think You know, mm. we, we fancy ourselves here Yes, it's all happening on a Thursday night We've got Rangers 2-0 up in Dortmund We've got the Celtic team So Rangers fans, what did you make of the first half? And Celtic fans, is that the right team for you? We'll take more of your calls next 0141-951-1025 This is Scottish football's league leader Clyde One Super Scoreboard 
Half-time in Dortmund, it's Borussia Dortmund nil Rangers 2, an incredible half-time scoreline from over there. The second half yet to get underway, so Rangers fans, tell us what you've made of the opening half. And Celtic fans, what do you make of that team tonight? The only real headlines, Maeda gets the nod uh, ahead of Giacomakis in attack. There's no Hitati, he's on the bench, so it's O'Reilly and Rogic in midfield with McGregor. We're about to speak to Stephen, who's a Kilmarnock fan. Let's just quickly check in uh, with Andrew McLean and Dortmund to make sure nothing's about to change before the second half starts, Andrew. Yeah, well, the team's yet to come out the tunnel yet, but I can tell you that there will be two changes for Borussia Dortmund. Marco Rosa clearly not happy with what he's seen in that first half. It will be Giovanni Reina coming on as well as young striker Yusufa Makoko. So he won't be happy with what he's seen in that final third. Dortmund did have a few chances here and there in the spell in the sort of middle part of the first half, but Rangers rode that out well and since then have, have been really, really good. They've capitalised on Dortmund being slack at the back. James Tavernier took his penalty very well and then uh, the corner as well, Joe Arrigo flicking on at the front post and Alfredo Morelos tapping home. So you wouldn't expect that there would be any changes for Rangers at the break. And it's interesting as well with the atmosphere here because so many people talk about you know the, the ferocious atmosphere, how loud it is, the, the yellow wall, the fact there's only 10,000 supporters and it's been really really quiet the Rangers fans to my right have been singing for the full 45 minutes but the home fans haven't really been singing at all haven't really been making any noise and you wonder if that's playing into Rangers hands as well yep going to be an interesting second 45 so we can let Stephen get back to it let's bring in Stephen who's a Rangers fan in Kilmarnock what on earth did you make of that first half Stephen Gordon you called me a Kelly fan there I'm not a Kelly fan Oh, sorry, you're from Kilmarnock. My apologies, that was a slip of the I, tongue. You're I not, but you're a happy Rangers fan I, after that. I'm in London, I'm driving in London right now. I had a game on before I went away again. I can't believe it. Like, I really can't believe it. Like, I'm, I'm all over the road nearly. Oh, careful. Uh, <laughs> I mean, Mark Wilson, the teams are coming back out for the second half. Just so much to like about it. The, the goals, obviously, but I'm thinking even the performance Ryan Jack put in in that first half, considering how long he's been out for. Yeah, he's been a big miss for Rangers, and you can see when he came on against Celtic, the the difference he made. Um, against Hearts, he was he was good as well, um, and he just gives that level of assurance um, in the middle of the park. So he's been very very solid in there. But I think every Rangers player has has actually stepped up to the mark tonight. Because I said at the start, it's an incredibly difficult place to go. I know it's a reduced crowd in there. But Dortmund, good side, sitting second in Bundesliga. It was always going to be a tough night for Rangers. But I think they've looked confident. Yes, you're always going to give up chances against teams like this. But they've they've dealt with it well. I and th- they've punished I think Dortmund. They've, I think they've been excellent, Matt. I really do. I think right from the, the, the first whistle, they were at Dortmund. They hemmed Dortmund in a little bit. <clears throat> Of course you've got to give up possession But when your chances come along and got to take them It was a stonewall penalty kick You can't argue Tavernier tucks that away brilliantly And then it was a well worked uh, set play Aribo gets a great head Morelis takes a chance like his Centre forward Pocha gets the ball in the back of net This is a fantastic result so far And a terrific performance from Rangers Stephen what were you expecting before this game? I don't know. I would have been happy with a draw to take a bad game. Um, but if we're going to be going home with a 2 0 lead, brilliant. You could, have, you could only pray for that to happen, even against Dortmund. I know folk are 
folk are going on I Haaland's out one of their best players around. but even to win 2-0 in Dortmund and bring that back him wow like yeah it's been an incredible 45 minutes Mark Wilson I don't know if you can start a petition at half time to get away goals reinstated <laughs> uh, as Giovanni that would be nice, yeah. might, might want to do that but uh, either way it's been it's fantastic so far Yeah and it's been measured A measured performance from Rangers Like I said When they gave up the chances There was no panic about the performance They just kept digging away And they created themselves But I think Giovanni Van Bronckers at half time Would have been over his team Telling them what to expect in the second half They know they're going to come under pressure And if they lose a goal Which they might well do Because Dortmund quality side Not to panic They're in a great position At the minute and really they just need to keep it going What they did in the first half Will do exactly for the second half Yeah it's a tricky position to be in You're 2-0 up away from home You would take that all day long That would be a fantastic result But I think Rangers still smell another goal here Because Dortmund's got to throw men forward They've got to get back in this tie Rangers have players that can hit you in the counter-attack This will shoot Rangers down to a tee This second half See as long as defensively they really concentrate Especially at set plays there could even be more goals in this for Rangers without getting carried away. 01419511025. Drive carefully, Stephen, for goodness sake. Don't want that on our conscience. Uh, pick up the phone, let us know what you're thinking about the game, Rangers fans, and about that Celtic team. These things always happen on the Thursday nights with the split kickoff. Goals are hitting the net, half time whistles are going, teams are getting announced. Uh, so we end up whizzing through various talking points. Celtic fans, we've not had your full reaction yet. To those teams So it might be a good time to phone us 01419511025 Let's go back to Celtic Park uh, Gabriel can recap that Celtic team uh, And give us just a bit of an insight Into the Bodo Glimp team as well Gabriel Yeah we'll start with Celtic As I said there are 8 changes Since their 4-0 victory over Wraith Rovers On Sunday uh, You've got Joe Hart keeping his place in goal Josip Juranovic at right back Cameron Carter-Vickers and Carl Stahlfeld in the middle of defence Greg Taylor comes back in at left back uh, Captain Callum McGregor at the base of midfield It's Matt O'Reilly and Tom Rogic in midfield As Rayo Hatate is dropped uh, Leal Abada coming in on the right hand side With Jota on the left And Dyson Maida is preferred up front to Georges Giacomakis That's the big call from Ange Postacoglu 12 substitutes allowed in the Europa Conference League That's Bain Oluemi uh, Julian Scales, Forrest McCarthy, Hatate, Giacomakis, Beaton, Karamoko, Ralston and Welsh. And I spoke to manager Ange Postacoglu yesterday. He said he'd been really impressed with the way that Bono Glimt uh, approach football. A very attacking team. They play a similar formation to Celtic, 4-3-3, with one holding midfielder. But as I said earlier, they haven't played a game since the 12th of December. They've been training in Spain for three weeks. Uh, the fans have just arrived from Norway, if you can hear them behind me. Uh, the loyal fans in yellow with their toothbrushes as well. Uh, famous props for the visitors. But let's have a look at their team. There are two debuts for the visitors. Uh, in goal, you've got Nikita Haikan. Alfred uh, Samson. Gabriel, Gabriel, let me stop you there because... John Lundstrom has just curled one into the bottom corner to make it Borussia Dortmund nil, Rangers 3. This will be a result that will send shockwaves across European football, Mark Wilson. It is wonderful skill from Ryan Kent. Finds John Lundstrom. The finish is equally as good. And Rangers are 3-0 up at Borussia Dortmund with 50 minutes on the clock. <laughs> it's absolutely sensational. Who would have seen this coming? Well, the man to my left did say... 
just moments ago he fancied Rangers to score again but Ryan Kent does unbelievably well in the wide area and then cuts it back but what a finish from 18 yards out reverse with Lundstrom's left foot across the goalkeeper Rangers in easy street here Rangers in dreamland let's be honest about it and they deserve to be I said it earlier I listened to Derek Ray very carefully um, talking about Dorman getting caught in the counter attack not great in the defence they're 2-0 down they're up against it Rangers playing with a lot of confidence that is a clinical finish that's a brilliant goal from Lundstrom I genuinely shocked Mark Wilson yeah. speechlessness is not ideal uh, when you're hosting a radio <laughs> show but even the thought of Rangers winning this game at all for most people seemed unlikely I think maybe you can nick a draw maybe you can keep the game tight there is a, a scenario here well it's already a, Rangers could genuinely score again they look more likely than than Dortmund do yeah. and this has been absolutely sensational stuff as Dortmund do come forward to the edge of the box and they've scored now what a game this is it's Jude Bellingham a wonderful finish from him John Lundstrom's quite similar actually back to the edge of the box Jude Bellingham curls into the the corner as well just as I was saying that Rangers looked more likely to score so I'll take a bit of the blame for that one <laughs> leave um, predictions does Gordon yeah. What is going on? What a game this is Well, we're witnessing a sensational game of football here um, Both ends, we've seen chances Even before Rangers scored Then three good goals from Rangers' point of view That's equally as good from a Dortmund point of view And when we thought game was over Just a moment ago Dortmund have a, a lifeline And it's uh, I don't think anyone could have predicted this To be honest, when I came in the studio tonight I was fearing for Rangers I thought looking at that Dorman side Even with Haaland out at Where they sat in the league The players have got I thought they would give Rangers A going over tonight Just shows you what I know Well we were talking about Lundstrom's goal in the finish Clinical and how good it was That was just about the same That was a terrific goal Rangers have just got to be careful As a manager You just think Go 3-0 up Just keep it nice and tight For the next 10 minutes They've not done that They've given a little bit of confidence Back to the home side But look if you'd assess to any Rangers fan or the manager, you'll be 3 1 up at 50 odd oh. minutes. Yeah, still 3 1. You'll be 3 1 up after 52 minutes. You'd have taken all day, but they just have to be careful. I feel sorry for Gabriel. I know you two were on the edge of your stools waiting for the Bodo Gleep yep. substitutes yep. there just to find yeah. out exactly. Full, full 12 of them. Uh, how, how they were going <laughs> to like, line like up. Galloway with the Caravan yeah. team pre season. <laughs> <laughs> Gabriel's giving us a full lot But anyway uh, The game in Dortmund had other ideas Good news for the Golden Goals competition by the way That's Rangers wow. already put another 750 quid into the pot We'll see uh, if we can add a bit more This is incredible I don't think anyone expected this It is Borussia Dortmund 1 Rangers 3 And already it's time for us to play this Beat the pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, the Scottish slash football. Yes, it is Beat the Pundit time. And don't forget, all this week, every contestant who plays the game will receive a pair of tickets for the Virgin Bet Race Day at Air Racecourse on Saturday, the 12th of March. That's the beauty of it. You don't even need to get any right. You just come on, take part. And the tickets are yours. If you do win, then the sign ball will still be yours. But just for taking part, you and one other off to air races. If you don't fancy Beat the Pundit, you can still buy the tickets online uh, right now. However, we'd much rather hear from you. Why not try and go for the win-win situation? 01419511025. And you could be taking on Gordon Diel or Mark Wilson next. Tackle the headlines. 01419511025. 
Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Welcome back, and just when you thought things couldn't get any more bizarre in Dortmund, Rangers have scored again. Do not adjust your radio. The scoreline is Borussia Dortmund 1, Rangers 4, and we've not even reached the hour mark yet, Mark Wilson. This <laughs> is unbelievable. Stop going to ads, Gordon. Every time you go to ads, there's a goal for Rangers, so it's it's quite incredible. I mean, the goal was well-constructed from a Rangers point of view. Into Morelos, around the corner to Aribo. Aribo times a pass perfectly, Morelos, I don't think there's any doubt about it, is on side. Is it a shot? No, is it a cross? I to find it's an own field, goal. I think. And you've got to say the boy at the back for Dortmund having an absolute shocker tonight. Misses a chance from six yards, concedes a penalty and an own goal, but credit goes to Man, Rangers. It's great build up play. Morelos gets into a great position. I think uh, unselfishness, he looks up and he sees Arfield. He tries to find them. They get that luck, the ball, they deserve it. They absolutely deserve it tonight with their performance. Incredible stuff 01419511025 Get your calls in Rangers fans Can you believe it What is happening here Out in Dortmund Celtic fans Are you on your way to the game You've heard the teams What do you make of that match tonight How do you see that one going We'll take more of your calls After we play this Beat the pundit With the Scottish Sun For the best football news And opinion online The Scottish Sun.co.uk Slash football Okay, beat the pundit time. It's your chance not only to win a signed ball, but just by taking part tonight, we're giving tickets away uh, to air races. And Robert is on the line. He will be off to the races. How's it going, Robert? Yeah, very well. How's yourself? Not bad at all. You must be happy with that. You don't even need to get any questions right. It doesn't matter what happens from here on in. You're off to the races anyway. Well, my pride is still at uh, jeopardy here. I need to do all right. Like. <laughs> that is true. That That is very true indeed. Uh, you're a Celtic fan, Robert. Are you going to the game tonight? Yeah, we're sitting outside Parkhead tonight. Oh, what's what's we? You're not in a minibus full of people to help you, are you? No, I've got my wee brother here. Oh, that's fine. What's his name? Family Tree. Uh, Alexander. <laughs> Alexander, right. He can help you, Robert. There's no rules against that at all. Uh, how do you, What are you expecting when the game starts? What's more likely? I always ask this. What's more likely, Celtic winning or you winning? Oh, oh Celtic winning, definitely. <laughs> 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 Doesn't have much faith uh, in his own ability uh, Right, okay, I'll tell you what Let's see who you're up against tonight Heads, it will be Mark Wilson Tails, it will be Gordon Diel And it is Heads It's Mark Wilson taking on oh, yes. Robert oh. and his brother Robin and his brother The family tree Robin Alex Aye. <laughs> Beat the horn, guys right, Beat the horn Wake on, bander <laughs> I don't Right let's give Mark Wilson Some Clyde 2 So that he can't hear What's going on We're going to put 30 seconds On the clock So to the guys in the car Outside Celtic Park Very simple Answer as many questions Right as you can And if you don't know Pass quickly And move on To the next one Okay 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 Right let's go 30 seconds On the clock And your time starts Now What nationality Is former Rangers Defender Basil Bolly Nigerian what club is Jota on loan at Celtic from? Benfica. Which English Championship club did Brandon Barker recently join? Redden. Who's the only Turkish player currently in the Scottish top flight? Uh, Nadia Shufke. Name any club Mark McGee has both played for and managed. Aberdeen. Which English side was Charlie Mulgrew permanently with before joining Dundee United? Blackburn. Okay, let's bring Mark Wilson back. Uh, Mark, can you hear us? Yep. 
The guys were good, by the way. You okay. need to get your finger out. <laughs> the, no, guys. the guys. The guys. The bus. The guy. Minibus. Yeah, the guy. Oh, there's, there's, a, there's a few of them. Are you ready to go? Yeah. yeah. Right, 30 seconds on the clock. Your time starts now. What nationality is former Rangers defender Basil Bolly? Um, pass. What club is Jota on loan at Celtic from? Benfica. Which English Championship side did Brandon Barker recently join? Oh, pass. Oh, no. Name the only Turkish player currently in the Scottish top flight. Uh, Chief G. Name any club Mark McGee has both played for and managed. Aberdeen. Which English side was Charlie Mulgrew permanently with before joining Dundee United? Uh, Fleetwood Town. <laughs> oh, you said that night there. <laughs> we Rab and Alex has done you. <laughs> Big time. They're sitting in the car oh. pumping the horn. <laughs> Thank God you said horn. Uh, Rab and Alex, you must be feeling confident after hearing that. He was all over the place. Oh, well, there was no doubt to do that. <laughs> <laughs> ah, you know it. Already. Not only are they off to the races, they've got oh. themselves a signed ball. It was that simple. And there's no suspense even needed here. Basil Bolly's French, French, by the way. Both of you got it. Uh, Jota is Benfica. You both knew that. Then the guys just started showing off. Brandon Barker's from Reading. Uh, is away to Reading. Nadir Chiefchi is Turkish. Mark McGee's played for and managed Aberdeen. Charlie Mulgrew permanently was with Blackburn. Was he on loan? <laughs> a 5-2 victory for the guys. Oh. An absolute doing. Sorry, Mark. That's alright guys Thanks for your sympathy I'm shouting sorry for the ball (laughs) Xander Took me to cleaners there Cheers guys (laughs) (laughs) Ah, Brilliant Well done to the guys Not only a beat the pundit victory And the signed ball uh, But the tickets to the races as well Mark Wilson That's the toughest night you've had From anyone at Celtic Park Since Daniel (laughs) Kuzan I knew that was coming there Nice Gordon, no, that was that was that poor was from terrible. me. Yeah, yeah, uh, very G- poor. Your big mate Charlie McGrew. Yeah, Basil Bolly French. Even Basil I get French, and I'm the worst in the world that, at that. That toppled me. Yeah. Anyway, moving on. Speaking of you being rubbish, usually at nationalities, Gordon. Yeah. Did you hear last night's show? No, unfortunately, I didn't, Gordon. So the contestant who came on, he stupidly admitted that he'd been on previously, and he lost to you. Uh, which is even more remarkable considering that he further admitted that the night he lost to you was the night that you thought Bevis Mugabe was Argentinian. <laughs> and I still beat him. You still beat him. And he came on for more, and I must say I felt for the guy, because he came on and he got five right. He was brilliant, but Marvin Bartley got six and beat him. <laughs> that's, a bad, that's a bad two, Dale and Bartley uh, beating you. Mm. Tough school, tough school. Uh, Mark Wilson, James Sands has come on in place of Scott Arfield uh, as Rangers protect their 4 1 lead. <laughs> Things you never thought you would say. Mm. Don't really care, Gordon. I'm trying to go over <laughs> <laughs> the humiliation of the beat the pundit. Um, listen, just through all that, actually, Rangers had a decent chance again. Was that you were watching, Daz? Was that Morelos that just put it past the post? But Sands on now. What was interesting a minute ago as well? I saw that Aaron Ramsey getting a talking to from the, I don't know what the referee about, or the fourth yeah. official. He, he got actually summoned off the bench to, to have a chat to. So he's obviously been quite vocal, but Rangers cruising and at the minute and you'd probably expect to see Ramsey and a few other changes from Van Brokers yeah interesting they bring Sands on fresh legs into the middle of the park uh, 
I, I, I don't think any Rangers player, supporter, manager, coaching staff would have thought that just now they'd be 4-1 up. This has been absolutely terrific for them. Uh, I think they've deserved it. Yes, you can argue that um, there's a couple of chances with Dortmund, but that was always going to happen. They're a home side. Um, they're a top quality side. But Rangers, from back to front, have been absolutely brilliant tonight. Four changes now for Borussia Dortmund. They're trying to scramble away back into this. Alfredo Morelos wins a free kick. He's bullied the back two, the, the centre-backs, Gordon. He's bullied them all night. He just he, he, he looks a new player for me, Gordon. Um, when he comes back, especially against Hearts, he gets his goal early, got a double there. Um, he's, he's, he's looking a different player. He looks a player... I always look at Morelos and everyone talks about him being a huffy player and doesn't look like he's enjoying it. I think he looks like he's loving life playing under Van Bronckers. Just the style, just the way, plus the fact he's getting the goals. Um, I thought he deserved his little bit of luck because I think, as I say, unselfishness of him, he was looking for Arfield and it went in the back of it. Speaking of Huffy strikers, Mark Wilson, I have been sent an absolute gem in the past couple of days. You're going to love this. This is going to cheer you up after your beat the pundit debacle. Are you ready for this? Mm-hmm. Yep. Now, we, we remember the story. We're going over old ground here. Gordon DL thought that he recognised Ange Postacoglu's name. It turned out they were actually teammates in Australia. Uh, well, I've been sent a clipping from a magazine article back in the day, right back in the, the late 80s. And it's about Gordon DL, right? Come on. And it says <laughs> Gordon DL. And it's got a little picture of a, a thumb down next to it, right? So Gordon <laughs> DL, <laughs> thumb down. Oh, here we go. And then the subheading is impatient striker. <laughs> and it then says, and this is true, I'm reading this word for word. He arrived from Scotland with a terrific scoring record in the first division with Wraith. Yeah. South Melbourne used him as a substitute twice, but he failed to turn up for training and didn't <laughs> let me finish. Let me finish. And didn't contact the coach about his absence in the third week. He sought a quick return to Scotland from the club, expecting to walk into a side which is playing well is hardly fair play. A big thumbs down to players who think that Australian soccer is still so far behind that it's only a matter of turning up to play. I've 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 travelled across the world. That's what you call slammed by the Australian press. (laughs) By the way, I'm barred out in South Melbourne. I'm barred out in Melbourne for the rest of my days. You sound the worst professional all time. Oh, I wasn't having it. I would, I would get my I lawyers would, onto them. It was like Ramsey turning up at Rangers and everybody going, "What a signing this is! When's he playing?" And Postacoglu is pulling the strings. I don't think so. <laughs> Gordon, where have you, where have you produced that from? That's good. It, don't believe everything you read. It was uh, our esteemed colleague David Friel who sent me it. So I don't know what he's the up postman. to. His time. Like he gets called to posting. He delivers every time. Look, Brilliant. I ended up with the neighbours cast at the races. I told you all this story. You didn't believe it. So there you go. So good. So so good. Right, Alan McGregor. Uh, a bit of a potential worry for Rangers Alan McGregor's down getting a bit of treatment he was called into action there had to come off his line and try and cut out a cross but Rangers still lead 4-1 incredibly uh, so let's go to the phones and bring in Frank who's a Rangers fan Frank how do you begin to sum this up what on earth is happening out there well firstly I would like to say Alan McGregor get a wee champagne in you when you're lying down on the deck spend 10 minutes doing it and the game's over 4-1 brilliant just brilliant. That's the you best didn't see result. This coming, Frank, did you? 
Well, well, to be honest, if you look at Rangers over the last two or three seasons, they've been terrible at the beginning of the year. This is a result that's going to change it. This is a result they've been waiting for. One of our greatest nights in Europe, beating Borussia Dortmund on their own patch. I mean, Mark, th- th- there are so many m- measurements here that tell you how impressive this is. To bring it back to our domestic game, what are we talking 15 days ago, Rangers are so passive and sit off Celtic and are ripped apart and it's one of the worst results in ages and there's so much negativity around and now this, two weeks on, even if that hadn't happened, this would speak for itself anyway but like I said, in the context of of everything really, this is remarkable It certainly is, I mean this side tonight, this Rangers side tonight is unrecognisable from that at Celtic Park a couple of weeks ago, just the transformation is remarkable and how they're playing goes to show you confidence when you get that wee bit at the start of the game you grow into it you get a goal at the right time followed by another what that does for you and Rangers just look they, they really look like a top European side tonight hard to disagree with Frank in terms of one of their best nights in Europe because you look back Rangers you know over the, the decades going back have had decent results but when you think of where Rangers have came from to where Dortmund have Kind of maintained And the players have got at the club To do this away from home Is is something special And they might not be done yet There's still Another what 20 minutes to go I If think, you count stoppage time I think this would be hard to talk Mark uh, I honestly do I think that um, If you'd have said to MD Concerning Rangers Look You can have a draw You'd have been delighted with that But to go away from home Against our top quality side And let's face it They're a good side uh, and score four goals And it's only 73 minutes on the clock They've lost a goal to a terrific goal from Dortmund as well So you've got to hold your hands up Sometimes you get beat with a, a terrific strike And that's what's happened But I, I still think Rangers fancy another one The way they're going And what sort of yeah. night they're having Zagadou is going to see the Rangers players in his nightmares He's been bullied all evening He's had a horror He's given away a free kick on the edge of the box And Borna Barisic hits the wall uh, As Rangers go for a fifth Imagine you turned your radio on at that moment hmm. As you hear me see Rangers going for a fifth uh, Out there in Dortmund Frank, who's been the main men for you tonight? Well, uh, we can has had a cracking game uh, We've just looked comfortable What I would like to see is Conor Goldson Having a stormer in the last 20 minutes To actually blow away the doubts about him Because if we can come away from that stadium 4-1, 5-1 In 10 years time Rangers supporters will still be talking about it. It's a fantastic result and great for Scottish football. Great. Yeah, uh, definitely going to be some result for the coefficient, that's for sure. Uh, Mark, of all the strange things that I've said in relation to this game, here comes another one since Frank's speaking about Conor Goldson. Rangers haven't had that much serious defending to do. No, that's that's the interesting thing. Moments ago, you've seen Alan McGregor going down there and... I was just thinking, when did they actually have to make a save? Now, we've been in here so many Thursdays and watched Rangers, um, you know, go away from home and perform well. But they've always had to rely on Alan McGregor bailing them out, either at the start of the game or some somewhere along the line, anyway, with some magnificent saves. Tonight, he's probably as easy a night as he's ever had in a European Competition. I don't. I can't remember. Can you remember no, him? Does make the safe? No. I and to see, to be honest with you, I was I was listening to caller there about who's who's been the best tonight. I think every Rangers players played their part, but the two I would uh, give a special mention for. I think Ryan Jack in the middle of park has been exceptional, and I think Morelis has been different class.
yeah, Ryan Jack looks like he's never been away, you know, in a midfield, Gordon, that, and I'm not taking anything away from him, because individually he's looked fine tonight as well, he's looked very good, but, you know, Jude Bellingham, you're talking about one of the young superstars of European football, Ryan Jack, arguably, has been the best midfielder on the pitch. 100%, he's bossed the game, Gordon, that's what he's there for, he's not had a lot of football, he's come back, I think they certainly have missed him in the middle of the park, he's been terrific, and I've, you know, you've got to give a special mention to Lundstrom in there with him, because it wasn't that long ago that we had uh, callers really doubting that if he had a, a, a career at, at Rangers, he's come into the side, and it's a partnership, and it's worked very well. Absolutely, thank you to Frank It's 01419511025 Mick was obviously listening earlier in the week He says Derek Ray wasn't kidding about that glass jaw Was he? Mm. Uh, indeed he wasn't That was Derek Ray on Tuesday He said that you can definitely get at Dortmund and score goals uh, I'm not sure he envisaged four of them Anyway, 01419511025 We'll take more of your calls next Taking your calls on Scottish football 01419511025 This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard Borussia Dortmund 1 Rangers 4 with 10 minutes to go is the score from Germany Celtic are about 35 minutes away from kickoff at home to Bodo Glimt in the Europa Conference League as well so there's still time to get your calls in 01419511025 There's another big story doing the rounds today by the way Mark McGee is the new manager of Dundee. So if you've got any thoughts on that, feel free to pick up the phone. In the meantime, let me quickly give you this teaser that's been sent in. Full time at Clyde1.com and it's all about you, Mark Wilson. Oh, oh really? We'll struggle now. Okay. Yeah. Given that you did so poorly, it beat the pundit a chance for redemption. So Celtic okay. Stats is the name of the emailer. And they say, Mark Wilson played for Celtic 129 times. Name the seven players who scored at least three goals against Celtic in the games that he played. I like that question. Borussia Dortmund have scored again, by the way. It's an absolute stunner. What a quality of goal uh, in this game tonight. So Borussia Dortmund 2, Rangers 4. Left-footed, outside the box. Alan McGregor, no chance with that one. It was Guerrero with the strike. Anyway, Mark Wilson played 129 times for Celtic. (laughs) Name the seven players who scored at least three goals against Celtic in the games he played. Must be Who are you usually chasing? <laughs> yeah. um, shadows. Yeah. Um, Much better than just play there. Kenny Miller. Yeah, he got seven against you. He had your number, by the way. <laughs> yeah, that one at the back post where he outjumped me. <laughs> outjumped you? He never jumped. Um, Any more? Derek Riordan? No. Gordon, would you throw any names into the. I don't even know mix? when he played. What years oh, was it? That's a good point. It was a fairly forgettable spell. What year was it? 2006 to 2012 So Chris Boyd must be in there No 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 no. Novo No Hmm Why are we going for our Rangers players here? Because I don't know There is another couple of Rangers players Uh, Naismith Yes Okay we'll leave it there You've got Kenny Miller And Stephen Naismith We'll get back to that in just a second Still Dortmund 2 Rangers 4 83 on the clock now Right, the other big story of today Apart from the European football Is that Dundee already have a new manager It was only yesterday That they got rid of James McPaik And now Mark McGee Is the man in charge of Keeping the Dens Park side In the Premiership What do you make of that Briefly, Mark Wilson? Um, on the face of it I thought it was a strange one um, First and foremost I, I thought it was strange to sack James McPaik when, when it actually happened 
you know, if, if he was going to get sacked, I thought it would have came at a run where he was on a poor run. But he goes to Tynecastle last week and they win <coughs> unexpectedly. I thought it was a terrific performance. Then they back that up with a convincing cup win. I just thought the timing was strange. And when you see that happening, I thought someone, how can I put this politely? I, I don't know, someone with a stock rising who became available may have taken the job. So I was surprised when it was Mark McGee. I think a lot of Dundee fans are are the same. I'm I'm not surprised. I don't think there's um, such a thing as getting jobs now in management with uh, good CVs. I think it's all about the connection with the club, maybe the owner, maybe the chief exec, maybe director of football. I think that happens a lot, and I think it's happened here with Dundee. I think Strachan knows McGee and definitely a very good friend with him, playing with Aberdeen, worked with him in Scotland, and I think that's why the appointment's been made. But I think that's he's been coming for a week, because I do agree with Mark. He's had a great result at Tynecastle. He's went to Peterhead, he's quarter-final a cup, and all of a sudden you get sacked when you're on your good run. Yeah, now last night we had Dundee fan and podcaster Gary uh, on the show, giving us his thoughts on James McPake's departure. Now, we wouldn't normally do this, Gary, but I felt like it was our duty to get you back on and, and sort of see this story through. So thanks for joining us. How are you? Um, surprise, <laughs> but, I'm, but I'm here and I'm, I'm getting by. Well, look, Gary, it would be crazy of me to let us go any further without reminding ourselves of what you said about Mark McGee last night. So let's just hear that to freshen the memory. The last time I saw Mark McGee in a dugout was when Dundee put five past Motherwell before half-time and the Well boys left the stadium to go and protest at Mark McGee's managerial reign. So I, I don't think that would be an appointment that would fill Dundee fans with confidence. Uh, don't really know how to follow that up, Gary. I'm guessing you're not too delighted about today's announcement. Uh, well, I, I just have to agree with what I said yesterday. <laughs> I, I don't think there are too many Dundee fans that are delighted by his appointment. I think that what I said yesterday was that it seemed to me and to a lot of people that this was a decision that was taken because there was somebody, as has been said, somebody with their stock rising, a, a stellar candidate, someone who you have to make that quick decision for in order to prevent them going to Aberdeen, for example. Um, but I, I don't think any fan thought that we were sacking James McPake in order to bring in Mark McGee. Um, and I think that the, the general reaction that you've seen among both the Dundee fan base and Scottish football more generally is one of a little bit of bewilderment, partly because of the timing, but also partly because it does feel as if there's quite a few different candidates out there who you could maybe turn to. Uh, before you would necessarily come to Mark McGee on your list. you know, uh, I mentioned Jack Ross yesterday. Neil Lennon's not got a job. Tommy Wright obviously um, has maybe had a bit of previous with Dundee, but he's another candidate. And it, it just strikes me as a strange appointment. Obviously, he's uh, coming into the club with Simon Rusk, who was, um, sorry, he was Simon Rusk's assistant at Saltport County. And it will be Simon who will be in the dugout for the next six games because Mark McGee obviously still has a six-game ban to uh, to see out uh, now that he's back managing in Scotland. So all around, it's just been a bit of a surreal day or two. Yeah, I mean, your general reaction to the appointment in terms of Mark McGee and, and his suitability for the job. What about that six-game ban? He doesn't think it's going to be much of an issue. In fact, we'll hear that. We'll hear him talking about that in a second. What, what's your take on that, though, Gary? I mean, there's only, what, 13 league games left, and half of them, essentially, he's going to be in the stands? It's, I mean, I've seen some people make the argument that most of the work is done during the week uh, in the training sessions, and it's only, you know, it's you can use technology. I think that was the argument Mark McGee was making. You know, he can still relay instructions, uh, instructions to the dugout, but... 
I think for me, it, it just adds to this general sense of a, a bit of a bizarre set of decision-making uh, at Dens. And I think the fact that, as you say, you've got somebody who won't be able to be in the dugout until, I think, our pre-split game against either Rangers or Aberdeen is mad. Uh, before then, we're going to have several really key, important uh, games against uh, fellow bottom six sides that we really need to try and pull ourselves out of the muck. Um, we've also got the quarterfinal against Rangers coming up too. Um, hopefully they actually get through in the Europa League because that'll mean that they've got another Europa League tie both before and after the quarterfinal. And I am clutching at straws there trying to find any way Dundee will get to Hamden. But it just strikes me generally as a bit of an odd set of decisions. Um, and I think uh, the fans feel a little bit bemused at everything that's been going on. Yeah, let's hear on that topic first then. Let's, Mark McGee says that the six-game touchline ban will be no issue at all. It won't be any problem. It, you know, it really won't. And I, I don't say that, you know, lightly. We we have a guy on the bench, and Simon Rusk with, with uh, Dave Mackay, who are well capable of, you know, marshalling the troops from the side. We have communication uh, methods these days, mic'd up, and phones, of course. Um, that uh, I can be in touch with the bench. Um, the way the band works, as you probably know, is that you know I've got to be out of the dressing room 75 minutes before the game, which gives me plenty of time. Normally we address the players 90 minutes before the game. So we have to accept that. The club have accepted that. I can live with it, and I think I can make it work. What are your thoughts on that, Mark Wilson? Uh, whether it is something that truly is disruptive, or is it just the optics of it? How how much of an impact do you think that has? I think it does have an impact. I think if you're making a change to to get the best out of your team, to keep you in the league, you do it with the intentions of the players on a match day when they're actually performing. I get that all the hard work and preparation goes in throughout the week, but on a match day, you want to see your manager on the touchline. You know, sometimes a manager and, and a character like Mark McGee can get the best out of his players when he's, he's there visible. And he can make changes instantly. Now I get that they're mic'd up and things, but I just find it strange. They've already got Dundee. Have already got a hugely experienced man who sits in the stand anyway, Gordon Strachan, who who's there. Why do they need another to sit there for six games, six important games? And that's what I mean. I, I gather Dundee fans are thinking the same. It's a strange one for me. Well, speaking of uh, Gordon Strachan, and I'm keen to get Gary's thoughts on this, Mark McGee. Uh, explaining a bit more about his appointment. He admits he did have a friend rooting for him on the board. Cards on the table here. These sort of things happen. I've been in James's position as often as I've been in this position, so I know how it works. Um, but it's fairly recent in the last couple of days that you know uh, I had any conversation about the possibility of me uh, coming here. Um, I was made to understand that I was one amongst a couple, at least, that uh, Dundee were considering. Um, I think it would also be fair to say that when they had discussions that Gordon was batting for me, but there were other people. And in the end, I got you know, a shout that uh, they decided they were going to make a change after all and that uh, they'd like me to come and do the job. Uh, Gary, I don't think we needed to hear from Mark McGee to know that, that Gordon Strachan would have uh, been part of it. I think everyone's more than capable of putting two and two together. What, what do you make of that side of it and hearing the manager explain it in those those ways? I mean, at least he's honest um, about it, I suppose. But 
It's, I, th- I think it speaks a deeper frustration that Dundee fans have had for a long time with managerial appointments, to be honest. I think that since the current regime came in, I think Paul Harley was seen as a success and somebody that Dundee fans were happy was appointed, happy for most of his reign, and then obviously you know things fell apart a little bit at the end. But since then, it's been a series of really bizarre decisions that have been taken by the club, um, appointing Neil McCann to begin with, replacing Neil McCann with Jim McIntyre and the knowledge that that would mean that Billy Dodds should come to the club. And obviously there's uh, some history between Dundee and Billy Dodds. And then following that up with, it, it seems at least uh, on the face of it, as if the choice was between Jim Goodwin and James McPake, um, when Jim McIntyre left and went with McPake and, you know, uh, what's happened has happened. So it's it's been several years now since Dundee fans have been happy with a managerial appointment and, you know, it's you know fair enough. You know, Gordon Strachan is obviously going to go and spat for one of his friends, and you know he he probably thinks that maybe Mark McGee's got that slightly unfair reputation in Scottish football these days. But equally, I think it's incumbent on the chief executive to sort of take the temperature a little bit of the supporters and the fan base, and actually look at you know what is being said online. It's it can be unrepresentative. It can be a little bit more heat than light um, on Twitter and Facebook and the like. But anybody uh, who was paying even the briefest bit of attention yesterday, social media would have seen that, you know, the minute that Mark McGee's name came up and the minute that it seemed as if the link was serious, Dundee fans were, um, well, having a, a bit of a, a range of different views on it, but not many of them were too positive. And I think most fans these days, obviously, you know, we want Mark McGee to somehow work out to the end of the season. We want to stay up, but I, I don't think there's too much optimism that that will be the case. Does this damage your belief that you will stay in the division? You know, if you think of Monday morning, for instance, how confident you were compared to now, has that dipped off or similar? How would you describe it? I'd say it's probably dipped off a little bit, to be honest. Um, Not because necessarily I thought that James McPake would keep us up, um, but I think that when we saw the change being made, I think most Dundee fans thought, well, there must be, you know, an incredible candidate with, you know, sort of uh, impeccable qualities coming in to replace them that will, you know, really G us up. But it just seems to have really sucked the air out of the, you know, it's maybe too much called two uh, wins on the trot, good form, but it's it's sort of wiped that out a little bit among the fan base. I, obviously, I don't know how the players feel about it, but I can well imagine that they'll feel a wee bit confused because things seem to have come together a little bit. Obviously, McPaig was trusted to make loads of signings in the transfer window who have come in and they need time to bed in. And it all seems to have been ripped up and uh, for the sake of bringing in Mark McGee, who, you know, as, as I said yesterday, last time Dundee fans saw him, he was letting us score five before half-time at Fair Park. So it's it's definitely changed the mood, I think, around the, the club and the fan base. And I think the additional thing is just the, the thought of going to Celtic Park at the weekend. It, it feels a little bit like lambs to the slaughter. And who knows, maybe something will pull out. Maybe we'll somehow get a new manager bounce but going to the Celtic team away with what's happened this week uh, leaves us all feeling a little bit a uh, little bit reticent about what might happen Yeah I don't detect much excitement about the appointment from you Gary but it was nice of you to join us again we really appreciate it that was Gary Dundee fan and podcaster I'm sure he doesn't speak on behalf of all Dundee fans but just quickly Mark Wilson he will certainly be representative of a, a fairly large chunk I think if social media is anything to go by 
And now it's up to Mark McGee to prove he can keep them in the division Yeah I think so Straight off the bat I think Mark McGee's up against it a wee bit I think Dundee fans Like I said I think they, they were looking for somebody whose stock was rising But the appointment is done now And they have to get behind their team Because they will need their fans There's big games coming up They've now got their manager on the touchline for six of those So they need the fans behind them And he'll go about his business and try and do the best he can Absolutely, the full-time whistle is about to go in Dortmund Surely we've played over five minutes of stoppage time It is a minimum, of course, when that board goes up As Dortmund flash a shot over the bar Was it Mats Hummels, was it, up from the back uh, Trying desperately to get something in The full-time whistle has gone A famous night for Rangers in Europe Let's hear all about it from Andrew McLean Borussia Dortmund 2, Rangers 4, yes 4, the full time score here at Signal Iduna Park. As you said Gordon, a famous win for the Ibrox side in Germany as they come away with an emphatic victory and a really good advantage heading into next week's second leg. They settled into the game really well in the early stages but both teams had a good early chance but couldn't take them. Rangers will have been happy with their start and then were gifted the chance for an opener. Dan Axel Zagadou with a clear handball in the box, it went to VAR. Uh, it was checked, James Tavernier then confidently stepped up to dispatch for 1-0. Rangers fans were in dreamland and it just kept on getting better for them. A few minutes later they doubled their lead, Joe Arrebo flicking a corner on at the front post and there was Alfredo Morelos to tap in at the back post for 2-0. They kept on at Dortmund after the break and got the rewards. Brilliant work down the left from Ryan Kent to set up John Lundstrom at the edge of the box. He still had a lot to do but what a strike it was to find the bottom corner. Dortmund then grabbed a glimmer of hope when Jude Bellingham's smart strike found the bottom corner for 3-1 but that didn't tame Rangers at all. They broke forward again shortly after. Alfredo Morelos directed the ball towards the back post with a low effort. It took a nick off a Dortmund defender before ending up in the back of the net. The flag then went up for offside but following a VAR check the goal stood to incredibly make it 4-1. Dortmund did get another back, an incredible strike by Rafael Guerrero that left Alan McGregor helpless. But Rangers held on for a win that will be remembered for a long, long time. Not many gave them a chance heading into this game, but they've come here and scored four in a brilliant night for the club. Great performances all round. Ryan Jack influential, Morelos and Lundstrom key as well. The full-time score here in Germany, Borussia Dortmund 2, Rangers 4. Unbelievable Rangers fans My question to you Is this simple How good was that Pick up the phone And let us know Right now Thanks to Andrew And thanks again By the way To Moyer and Sweeney Litigation They're our sponsors This year Of our European football coverage And to celebrate They're giving you The chance to win A 58 inch Samsung 4K TV And an Amazon Echo Show They're a multi Award winning law firm High quality Discreet legal service In a wide range of matters So whether you've got Criminal defence issues Family law Road traffic Personal injury And lots more uh, check those guys out You can head to Clyde1.com To find out more And for your chance To win that 58 inch Samsung TV And Amazon Echo Show We will take more of your calls And get kick off At Celtic Park next Number one For football In Glasgow and the West 0141-951-1025 Clyde One Super Scoreboard Full time in Germany and it's finished Borussia Dortmund 2, Rangers 4 An incredible night Summed up best by Del Boy on Twitter I think Who says I bet when Super Scoreboard started a competition Where they add £250 to the pot for every Rangers and Celtic goal They didn't imagine adding another grand after Rangers going to Dortmund That just about <laughs> sums it up Mark Wilson <laughs> Certainly not, yeah that, that's right in the money But incredible night for Rangers Thought they played incredibly well Even though they lost two goals you, you expect that against a, a team like Dortmund But they were clinical When Rangers got chances They took them 
But I thought they looked composed as well Like we say I know they can uh, They lost too But Alan McGregor Didn't really have to do much He couldn't do much about the goals And it's hard to find a failure In that Rangers side So many successes And it's a great result to take back to Ibrox For the return leg Yeah excellent uh, I think the Rangers management team And the players the supporters Will be absolutely delighted Four goals away from home you look at the stats there, Dortmund had four shots on target, Rangers had five. So it shows you it wasn't a case of four breakaways, as they say, in the modern day. But I thought Rangers from the first whistle were excellent tonight. I really do. I think every player played their part, and I give special mentions. I thought Ryan Jack, terrific in the middle of the park, and Morelos really gave the Dortmund back four a hard, hard time. Rangers fans get your calls in just quickly Mark Wilson we're not going to dwell on this what about that teaser of the guys that scored more than three or more uh, more than th- three goals against you when you played for Celtic yeah, you've got who did you get so far we've got Kenny Miller uh, Stephen uh, Naismith. Naismith that's right Yelovich Daz came up with one Yelovich yep brilliant well done um, Rooney Adam Rooney nope um, right from the Hearts Revolution times Roman Bedner. Oh, wonderful! Absolutely yes. wonderful! Yes. Well done! Right, we'll get the rest before the end. There's a sort of there's a kind of trick, there's a trick one in there if you ask me. But anyway, let's bring in Andy, who's a Rangers fan. How good was that, Andy? Hi guys, oh, that was absolutely brilliant. Honestly, I mean, I just think Gordon said they're right for the start. You know, we were up for it, pressing hard. Honestly, I could not believe we scored. I mean, I did think we would score goals, but no four. I mean, that was just unbelievable. Uh, I thought Ryan Jack again once from Bassey oh, they were all, I mean honestly that was a great performance the whole team absolutely delighted with that <laughs> Andy I'm sure we'll do more of this in the coming days but as a, a Rangers fan for many years does that r- automatically enter the conversation alongside the great European results well it's got, I think it's got to take away from home against you know, we one of the favourites against a team that you know we thought was going to beat us. No, that's going to be good doing as one of the greatest results of things, especially away from home. And I'm looking forward to the Ibrox game now because I will, they will score Ibrox, but we'll, we'll score more. That's the way I'm feeling after watching that tonight. Yeah, I mean, Mark Wilson, there is a second leg, but as Andy says, this was in Germany. You know, this was, it, it's the business end of a knockout European competition. You know, this is not a dead rubber in a group stage. This is not a strange time of the year qualifier where you can maybe catch people cold. This was a big game. It was away from home. It's an important stage of the competition. And Rangers go and do that. Yeah, that was a significant game. You make a good point, Gordon. Sometimes you see these kind of results throughout Europe and you think, well, it was a weak inside Dortmund must have played or, you know, they've nothing to play for. It was far from that. Dortmund want to progress in this tournament. They want to win this tournament. And they've got a good side. The only weakness was they were missing Haaland Apart from that but They were they were strong all over the pitch But look, Rangers outplayed them On the night Rangers took their chances when they had them And it sets it up nicely For the, the tie at Ibrox Because Dortmund will come out Dortmund have got the players who can go to Ibrox and win But you can you see the night Dortmund's backline is vulnerable Derek Ray was correct the other night Leverkusen went there and scored five a couple of weeks ago So there's no doubt about it Rangers can score next week And it's important that they score the first goal And that should put the tie to bed I agree with the caller I think Dortmund have got the capabilities of coming to Ibrox And scoring uh, There's no doubt about that But I just look at this Rangers side They'll be so high in confidence 50,000 in that ground I think Rangers will go through comfortably now Because 
Looking at Dortmund at the back, they will certainly give up goals at Ibrox. Andy, it seems strange to pick out individuals. It was clearly a team effort, but Ryan Jack, purely because he's been out for so long, he's had a real tough time of it, he might well push his way into Stevie Clark's thoughts again for an important game next month. Just how good was he? How important is he to Rangers at the moment? Ah, he's very important. I mean, he's, he's, he's so calm in the ball, you know what I mean? He can see passes and I, I just think, I, hopefully he will get into the Scotland squad, but he's just got that class about him, you know, he just sort of calms the situation and does some nice bluffy passes. He doesn't do too flashy, but he's, he's just got, he knows the football, you know, and I was really impressed with Bassi as well. I thought Bassi's a great game. So did they all, but Bassi looked quite good as well. Yeah, Kent, Morelos, you really could go through a fair few. Thank you, Andy. I'm sure we'll get so much more reaction tomorrow night in terms of how good this was and where it ranks amongst other European results. So that's game one done. It's a different city, uh, a different competition, a different challenge for Celtic there at home to Bodo Glimp. Let's get a final recap of teams and build up with Gabriel. Yeah, it's certainly not going to be the main story this evening, but the atmosphere here in the East End of Glasgow is still electric. The light show just going on right now as I talk to you. Ange Postacoglu makes eight changes to his 11 from the weekend's victory over Wraith Rovers. Joe Hart is in goal. Josip Juranovic comes in at right back after recovering from an illness. Cameron Carter-Vickers and Carl Stahlfeldt play at centre-back with Greg Taylor on the left-hand side of the fence. Captain Cal McGregor is at the base of midfield with Matt O'Reilly preferred ahead of Rayo Hatate and Tom Rogic as the final midfielder. Leo Abada is on the right-hand side of attack. Dazen Maeder preferred ahead of Georges Giacomakis through the middle and Jota on the left. On the bench you've got Bain, Oluwaini, Julian Scales, Forrest McCarthy, Hatate, Giacomakis, Beaton, Karamoko, Ralston and Welsh. They face Bodo Glimt in the Conference League this evening. The Norwegian champions, they haven't played since the 12th of December. But Kjetil Knutsen's side are very confident. They're an attacking team and he's named a 4-3-3 formation. I know the two boys in the studio may be laughing at the pronunciations, but I'm going to give it a go anyway. We've got two debuts in goal. Nikita Haikan, Alphonse Samstad at right back, Brede Moy and Marius Hoibreiten in the middle of defence. Bryce Wembangombo making his debut at left back. Elias Hangen, Hugo Veltsen and Ulrich Sobnes as the midfield three. Ola Solbakken starts on the right-hand side of attack. He scored a hat-trick against Roma. Keep an eye out for him. Runa Esbjord, previously of Hirinvin, makes his debut up front. And Almal Pellegrino is on the left-hand side. It's a huge game here in Glasgow. The atmosphere is matching it. The referee today is Andres Tremenis from Latvia. They've got some cheek if they're laughing. That's the finest set of pronunciations I think I've ever heard on a European night on this show. You've done well, uh, Gabriel, I must admit. Uh, he's right. I don't think anything can happen at Celtic Park that will overshadow uh, what's just happened in Dortmund, Mark Wilson. But that's not the way Ange Postacoglu's thinking about it. He's got a competition to try and progress in and a home tie that he'll want to go and win. Yeah, you just have to look at the, the atmosphere, the light show that's going on there to see what the Celtic fans think it, but it's it's echoed by the manager. The manager made a statement after the cup game against Wraith Rovers that he doesn't settle for 45 minutes or people taking their foot off the pedal. This will be no different tonight. I think you'll see this as a competition that Celtic can go far in. He knows the dangers that Bodo Glimp will, will possess, but he's got the players, I think, to get through this one comfortably. Gordon Deal. 
Yeah, I agree with Mark. I think if they play to the pace that they normally start out, Gordon, forget about the Wraith Rovers one, but in the league campaign, they usually really go for it. The first whistle, play at a terrific pace. This is a team that's just back from pre-season, and I think that will be good enough. And I think uh, Celtic will score a few goals tonight at uh, Celtic Park and entertain the fans. Let's finish this teaser quickly, Mark. You're looking for another three players who scored at least three goals against you at Celtic. One is a bit of a trick answer, so can you give me the other two? Um, John Sutton. Wonderful. You're yes, really good at yes. this. You, yeah, must yeah, yeah. you must have nightmares about these guys. <laughs> well, I remember him more well. Now, here's one I think could be one because he scored two in a famous night. Stephen Thompson. But not yes, not, not the sports scene. One. Yeah, <laughs> the uh, the other one at St Mirren. Yeah, yes, yeah, yeah, Thompson. yeah. Brilliant, well done. And if I said to you the last one was a kind of trick answer, would that give it away? Ooh. Maybe uh, a teammate that put into his own net on one occasion, but also would have scored for someone else. <laughs> but I'm waiting at Gordon Dale's up up. Not quick. I, I don't quick, know. Quick. <laughs> Charlie Mulgrew There we go Right I'll put you out Your misery A famous night For Rangers and Dortmund Winning by four goals To two We're going to look back On it all tomorrow And whatever happens At Celtic Park as well We will do that With you on the phone So thanks for your company Tonight Make sure you join us At six o'clock tomorrow It promises to be A very busy show After what we've just witnessed And Callum Gallagher Is up next 